0: Can you actually enjoy a career as a pharmacist? Today, I'm going to be sharing the reasons why I decided to be a pharmacist in the first place and some of the reasons why I think it's a pretty cool job. Now, before I dive into all of that, I want to acknowledge that there are issues in the professional pharmacy, and I'm going to be doing another video in the future where I talk about the future of the pharmacy profession because I am getting a lot of questions on this over on Instagram, but I also am called Happy Farm Life. And I want to talk about the things that are happy and are positive in this space. If you are not familiar with my current job, I am an investigational drug service pharmacist, which means I work on the health system side or the organization side that are conducting clinical trials. So I do not work for industry sponsors and my job is really cool. I love the fact that with my role as an investigational drug service pharmacist, I get to see the medications that are coming down the pipeline first. It is so exciting to see things that haven't hit the market yet that are probably not going to hit the market. Some of these for years when we're doing these phase one studies, but also seeing the difference that some of these interventions are making on people's lives. It's also been incredibly interesting to see what work goes into a clinical trial. I know there is a lot of backlash from people on how these clinical trials are run, and I cannot disagree with a lot of that but it is interesting to see all of the work that goes into it. The number of people that are involved to make a clinical trial happen is incredible. I mean, just the number of people who are involved in our specific site, and we are one of sometimes hundreds of different sites that are conducting this research. It is mind blowing to me the number of people that are necessary to make this happen. And I'm only seeing this from the side of the site that's conducting research, and not even the industry side and all of the people that go into making this research happen. What it takes for one trial to happen is huge. But I love getting to see the difference that some of these medications are making, and the things that we are doing now show that pharmacists are going to be more involved and more important than they have ever been before. And the reason I say that we are seeing a lot more complicated medication therapies, they have a lot more restrictions on how they are stored and handled and prepared than we have seen in the past. And yes, some of what I see now is going to be simplified in the future. It has more restrictions now because it's early phases of the trial and it's not what it's going to be. But when I'm to phase three, this is probably what it's going to be like to work on this medication in the future. And some of these medications are incredibly complicated. And we have seen some of these medications already hit the market. Zolgensma is a great example. I've talked about this before. It is one of the most expensive drugs in the world and it is a gene therapy. And we're seeing a lot more of these gene therapies and cell-based therapies that are gonna require pharmacists to be involved. Another thing I love about my current job, and it was one of the things that I loved whenever I was a staff pharmacist, is the challenges that come up as a pharmacist and being able to problem solve to fix whatever issues come up. And right now in my job, this is more so how do we continue to follow the pharmacy laws, but also make something happen, especially when you have a sponsor that maybe is not from the United States and doesn't know the laws. And so you're working to find a compromise that allows you to continue to follow all of the regulations that are required here in the United States, but also meets the needs of the sponsor to make sure that the information and data we're collecting is accurate as possible, and that this is being conducted as consistently as possible between all of the different sites that are involved. When I was staffing, those challenges looked a little bit different. It would be, you know, we have a patient, what we're doing is not working, how can we fix this, or what other options do we have? Or I would get a question, a clinical question about a medication that maybe isn't used in pediatric patients and how could we use it in a pediatric patient? Is there any data on what dosing we would use because everything else that we've done for this patient isn't working. And so those kinds of challenges were really exciting because I could see the results in real time. Whereas what I'm doing now, you know, I don't know if any of these medications will ever make it to market or if they are going to be beneficial for the population we're studying it in. So there's a little bit more of that gap between like the results part of the problem solving, but it's still a really exciting piece of my job and I do enjoy it. I've also had the opportunity to work in a retail pharmacy and the piece of that job that I really liked was the ability to make a difference in specific people's lives and that was your patients that came in on a regular basis you were able to answer their questions and build that no like and trust factor they talk about that on social media all the time pharmacists are great at building this in a community pharmacy if you talk to a great community pharmacist especially in a rural area where there's not a lot of pharmacies to choose from They know their pharmacist and they appreciate them so much if you have a good pharmacist working there. I grew up in one of those areas, a rural area. There was one pharmacy in town. All the other pharmacies were pretty far away. Quite a drive to get to. And I worked in that pharmacy. But even growing up, before I worked in that pharmacy, I saw the impact that the pharmacist that worked there made on the community. Because when somebody would bring up a health issue... And it could be treated with a medication. They would be like, oh, have you talked to the pharmacist? He probably could give you a recommendation or he helped me with something over the counter before. Maybe there's something that could help you. You should go in and talk to him. So seeing the impact there was really exciting in real time because I was working there. I'd watch the pharmacist make a difference in patients' lives most days that we were at work. And I liked the teaching aspect of it. I love to teach. That's why I'm on YouTube. I like to teach people. I like to help people. And as a pharmacist, there is a lot of teaching and helping that goes into the job. Whether you are teaching patients because they are coming to the counter asking for recommendations or you are counseling them on a new medication that they are starting, there's teaching with that. There's teaching with students. I do precepting with pharmacy students and I have done everything from teaching IPPE students to giving a presentation at the School of Pharmacy for an organization. I've actually given lectures before, and I've taught residents. So getting to teach learners in some capacity is really exciting, even within pharmacy. But working in an academic medical center, a huge part of my job, especially at the beginning of a residency year, was teaching medical residents as they were putting in orders And I was catching things that required a pharmacist intervention. I know this isn't the philosophy for every pharmacist, but whenever I would get one of those interventions, I would realize that it was a new intern who had put that medication in and it needed to be changed because it wasn't safe, or maybe there was a better option out there. I would use it as a learning opportunity and talk to them about why I was making the recommendation I was, because I knew that I could tell them to make a different choice and they probably would listen to me or they would go to their attending before they would listen to me, whatever it may be. But I would also be able to teach them that information themselves so they wouldn't make that same mistake again because they would know the why behind it. And so I enjoyed making interventions at that beginning part of the year. Yes, sometimes it was frustrating because there was a lot of interventions to make because they were new. But the impact that I could have as a pharmacist on not only the future generation of pharmacists, but now the future generations of physicians is huge. And that teaching goes beyond just students and residents, but there were a lot of nurses who wanted to learn more, especially nurses that were recent graduates. And so whenever they saw something they didn't understand, they would ask a question and I would do so more as like, this is the best option. I would give them the reason why if I knew it. And if I didn't, I would try to find it and get back to them. And I know that there is a lot of different ways to teach and a lot of different teaching opportunities out there. And you could be a teacher in many different ways. But the thing that I like about with pharmacy is that experiential learning piece. I've done lectures before, they're great, I do enjoy them, but being able to take somebody along the journey of seeing a patient real time, making a difference right then and there, and then being able to see the impact you're making is really, really cool. I feel like pharmacy is an untapped niche within healthcare because there are many different jobs within pharmacy that most people don't even realize exist. You can go into industry, you can be a medical writer, you can go into academia, you can be a professor, not just to pharmacy schools, but PA schools, nursing schools, medical schools, and talk about medication specifically. There are different niches within pharmacy, you can further specialize in pediatrics, emergency medicine, transplant, and so many other areas, and most people don't realize that there are that many different job opportunities in pharmacy. And I think it is very interesting whenever I see the job growth market or I see people talk about pharmacist jobs, I see them regularly talk about industry now, which is new. When I was in school, industry was kind of like a side thing that some people did, but they're talking about it more. You see them talk about retail pharmacy, and that's where people talk most. You occasionally hear about hospital pharmacy and maybe ambulatory care. But outside of that, the other job markets really aren't talked about. If you're interested in going to pharmacy school, I really recommend that you go a little bit deeper and see what all jobs are actually available to you and research some more about the non-traditional pharmacy past. There are entrepreneurs out there. There are people like me who are doing research in an investigational drug service pharmacy, but there are also people who are doing research in labs and doing more bench top work. There are many, many opportunities for pharmacists to do jobs outside of your traditional role that you think of as a pharmacist that nobody is talking about unless you dig deep and look for it. One of the other things that I love about my job, and I alluded to it before, was the amount of new things and changes that are happening in the profession. Medicine in general is always changing and always evolving. Evidence-based care is what we should be shooting for, and that requires new research and changes all the time. Now, I know with medical inertia, we do not reach that new change in practice very quickly, but there are always new medications coming out on the market. If you go to the FDA's website, you can sign up for alerts. I'll leave a link in the show notes for that. But you can see how many new medications are coming to market all of the time. And while we have seen a change in what kind of new medications are coming out, we're seeing less for your top diseases and more chemotherapies, cell-based therapies, and orphan drugs coming out. There are many medications that are life-changing and also medications that are going to change practice that come out each year as somebody who likes to learn that is a big requirement for pharmacists you constantly have to be learning you need to stay up with what's going on medication wise and your physicians many of them that are very niche and specialized if you work at a place that has those specialized providers they're gonna know when there's a new medication in their specialty and you better be assured that they're going to try to get access to it. And so as a pharmacist, being able to stay up on that knowledge and stay up on that know, is really beneficial. And I love the fact that as a pharmacist, I get to continue to learn every single day. And the information that I'm learning is going to impact patients directly. And for me working in research, I am seeing this many years sometimes before a patient would, but there are also interventions I'm seeing and we're hearing about the results. And it gets exciting when you know that the research that you're doing is making an impact or the medication that just reached the market and FDA approval can make an impact on Patients, because there are so many different disease states out there that do not have a treatment, that have treatments that are less than optimal and aren't that beneficial. So, what can we do to improve the lives of our patients moving forward? Being a pharmacist is never a dull moment, and every single day is different, which is something that I love. I do not know what to expect when I walk in the doors at work. And I have learned that what my schedule looks like and what my subject appointments look like can be very different than what my day is going to look like because anything can happen. When I was working as a staff pharmacist, I knew that the census didn't matter. It didn't matter how many people were in the ER at the beginning of the night. It didn't matter what I thought the night was going to look like. It was probably going to be different than the night before. Working as a pharmacist has definitely kept me on my toes and ready for anything that comes your way. You have to learn to adapt very quickly and change your plans because once something comes through those doors, it is your responsibility to handle it. And not all of those challenges are happy challenges or in the way you like, but what I have learned is many of those challenges that walk through the door are things that you are using that expertise and that degree for in a very high level. And I loved that about my staffing job and now doing research, what I'm doing I know that I have trained so hard for many years to be able to provide the care that I do to the subjects in our clinical trials and be able to come up with the solutions that we do to make things work for them. I can say in my current role and my past role, I used many of the skills that I learned in pharmacy school into my practice and not necessarily the knowledge But the thing that I do like is I believe I do use my degree and the information that I learned in my degree. Do I use it in the way I expected I would? Absolutely not. I never expected to be in the position I am in right now. But at the same time, I know a lot of people who get a degree and feel like they don't use the information they were taught in school. And I have used mine time and time again, just not necessarily the information I thought I would use. Now, I know that there are a lot of pharmacists out there that do not like their job. And I know that there are a lot of pharmacists out there that have been through burnout. I am one included. So I do not want this podcast episode to overshadow that and the importance of understanding burnout within the pharmacy profession. So I do have a free guide with 10 common signs of burnout in pharmacists. So if you think you're burned out when you're watching this because you want to spark a little bit of passion again, I hope this sparked your passion. But if you do want to check that out, it is available for free at happyfarmlife.com slash burnout signs. And the last thing I want to say about why I love being a pharmacist is the community that is within pharmacy. There's this saying that pharmacy is a small world, and I don't necessarily love that phrase, but in many cases it is true. You can find a connection with other pharmacists with whatever industry they're in whenever you tell somebody that you are a pharmacist. And if you say that to somebody you've never met before, and they're also a pharmacist, you have this instant connection and understanding. And I have found when I've like met pharmacists, when I'm traveling and I've never talked to them before, we can always connect on this deeper level and have a discussion about the profession. And I just think that's really cool. And going to conferences and meeting other people at networking events, you just find that pharmacists are a very passionate group of people we care a lot about patient care and the future of medicine and we care very passionately and i love that about other pharmacists pharmacists are very innovative and we're always looking for new ways to make life better for our patients so if you're somebody who really wants to help people this is a job where you can do that with that if you are watching this video and you're in pharmacy i would love to know why you love the profession of pharmacy and why you are interested in the first place. There are plenty of negative videos out there, and there are plenty of reasons why you wouldn't like the profession. This video podcast episode is not the place to talk about those. Don't worry. There will be one in the future. I am deep in research, and I'm going to make that the best possible for you. But on this one, I would like to know what actually makes you like the profession of pharmacy. Thank you for watching or listening. And until next time, keep on living your happy farm life. Bye.